Welcome to the Simply Be Sustainable podcast. I'm Brooke Chase, your host and tree hugger new bestie. I'm on a mission to live a more fulfilling life with less. Less stuff, less waste, less stress, and more of what really matters. Join me each week for personal stories, tips, and simple swaps. Together, we'll learn to live simply, be simple, and simply be for a greener, brighter future, one episode at a time. Let's get to it. Welcome to the eighth episode of Simply Be Sustainable. My name is Brooke Chase. I am your host. And today's episode is about simplifying your closet. So it really started out with me just wanting to talk about that, you know, simplifying your closet. But as I started doing my research to give you the facts, as I always do, I mean, I knew it was bad, but I didn't really know it was quite this astonishing. Um, And so I decided to turn this into a two-part series. Decided to reach out to a friend of mine because he works in the fashion industry. And I was just wondering if people in the fashion industry were like privy to all this stuff or if they were doing anything about it. Like what's the general vibe with the industry? Because you really honestly don't hear about it. And so when I called him and I was just like, hey, talk to me about fashion plus sustainability. He really hit the nail on the head with all the things. So I was like, whoa, you just like got to be on my show. So today we are going to chat with my friend Johnny Daly to uncover some of these shocking facts about waste and fashion, why all of this matters, what you can do about it, how to simplify your closet, ways that I can recommend for you to do that and um, a little bit about how or I organize my closet to um, or kind of put my wardrobe together to help you guys with that. Um, but like I said, this is going to be a two part series. And so we're going to really do like the beginning stages of this today. And then next week, we're going to do a deeper dive. So if your closet and you are maybe your dresser, maybe you have multiple closets and multiple dressers, are full of clothes, and yet you still feel like you have nothing to wear. This episode is for you, literally. And I want to come right out and say that like, I'm not here to shame you because that was me. For the majority of my life, I would basically be that person to express or banana. And then when they had those big sales, I'd go buy bags and bags of clothes because I figured I was getting a great deal. And then I'd get home and I'd be like, why don't I have anything to wear? I have all these clothes. Just to get right into it. He is a precision equipment and a apparel designer with 15 years of experience. He's worked with big brands such as Brooks Brothers, Hot Shots, Rag and Bone, and he is currently the lead product designer at Blue Force Gear for the last five years, which basically means, correct me if I'm wrong, but whatever you see the Navy SEALs wearing, he made it and designed it. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my friend Johnny Daly to the show. Hey. Hey. Hi, Brooke. Glad to be here. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, so, no worries. Yeah, so just let's start by just telling us a little bit about like what you do now. So currently, like I'm a military uh, designer, so mm-hmm. I'm making like body armor, backpacks, uniforms, stuff like that. Um, cool. Um, and is it true what I said that about the the Navy SEALs if they're wearing it that like you basically made it? Yeah. So um, a lot of the stuff they wear, like the body armor, the uniform, like I had a role in designing either for my current company or my old company. And that was, um, was that is, the Cry company? Yep. Cool. Um, which is pretty cool. It's, it's really rewarding and got a lot of sense of pride in it. I bet. Yeah, I mean, it's life-saving equipment. So um, when it has to be used for a life-saving thing, like people remember. 
Um, yeah, I'm and sure I got a bunch of that. friends that are rangers in Savannah with Hunter being so close. Uh huh. That's great. Um, it's nice that you were able to find something so rewarding in an industry that I mean, I'll let you speak a little bit more to that, but I'm sure it it gets it to be a tough place to work, you know, in fashion. Yeah, I mean, like fashion's just full of divas. Um, <laughs> like Brooks Brothers, I would like design a suit and. I'd go show it off and they're like, oh, you got to move the lapel a 16th of an inch, um, which is in sewing tolerance. It's a tiny amount, but they just want the last say over like everything, mm. right? Just to like kind of put you under. Right. And so then, it's not like, really about like what they're saying. It's just the fact that they said it. Yeah. And then yeah. like they would like schedule meetings, like another side of New York, you'd go and they'd like, oh, actually come here instead. And it'd be like a big like goose chase trying to like, show off your collaboration like in your line right and it's like their their time is too important for you and it's it's just even though you're working for them and it's just writing it's wasteful even from a time and working perspective it starts oh, yeah. fashion. beginning. fashion is just <laughs> so full of divas oh i was talking to you originally about the shocking numbers right so let's just kind of dive into that from the onset of creating the patterns to creating the clothes and the fabrics and the dye and even choosing what the fabrics are made out of from shipping working the people that are making them selling and packaging and even washing the clothes once we get them um create a fashion just honestly creates waste so globally we now consume a hundred billion new garments each year. Yeah, I mean, it's not a surprise. Billion. Like people love clothes, and I, I, one of the first things I learned in fashion school was what you wear on your body is what you're showing other people's like their first impression of you, mm -hmm. right? So you're making conscious decision every day, right? Um, to like how, see like how other people view you yeah per and perceive like, you well and also what's great about that though is that like you can get such fatigue from something like that for sure and like i don't know you want people just want variety they want change and mm -hmm. then like the whole consumerism uh kind of push like you can't help yourself but want like more clothes and stuff mm -hmm. and then if you think of like all these occasions and holidays, you want to be dressed for that part. It's just nonstop. Yeah. And people don't want to like even like weddings and stuff, right? People don't want to wear the same suit for every wedding because it's like, oh, right. So like every occasion you want to be special and wear your best. And um, that just goes back in the closet and never worn again or maybe pushed to like goodwill. But half that goes in landfills anyways, like. But also think about it, there's 7.5 billion people on Earth. So there's 100 billion new garments each year. Like, that's just so mind-blowing to me. Um, the fashion industry is responsible for 20% of global wastewater. And just to kind of put that in perspective, it takes 20,000 liters of water to produce one kilogram of cotton. And one kilogram of cotton, 20,000 liters of water, is equivalent to a single t-shirt or one pair of jeans. Cottons and stuff are some of the more organic, like, I know. plastics. Okay, so, and to put that into perspective, that's, that would be enough water for one person to drink for 900 days. So that's like, yeah, that's three, six, nine, that's like three and a half years 
of of drinking water for one person that it takes to make one pair of jeans or one t-shirt and about the polyester fiber that you're dispensing. So it's 70 million barrels of oil are used each year to make the world's polyester fiber, which is now the most commonly used fiber in our clothing. And it takes 200 years to decompose. A hundred billion new garments made out of polyester <laughs> that takes 200 years to decompose. Yeah. It's nuts. And like every time you wash and dry your clothes, the lint is creating microplastics that just go back in the environment. And yes. It's, it's a big problem. And that is something that I did not know. Um, and that is a, a third of all primary microplastics in the ocean comes from washing textiles. So it's 16 times more than the cosmetic brand with their little microbeads. But unlike the microbeads, they can't be removed from our supply chain because they're coming off of like a bigger piece of plastic. So like we're not getting rid of polyester. We're just washing it. And then those little tiny pieces are coming off and turning in, like going into the water. And then the fish are eating them. And then we're eating them. So nearly 10% of all the microplastics that are dispersed into the ocean each year come from textiles. Um, yeah, it's just, it's really unbelievable. They're just 82% of them are being thrown away, 83%. If that's the equivalent of a garbage truck full of clothes going in the landfill every second, every yeah. second, an entire, like, I don't know how this is like still, where, like where we're going to be drowning in old jeans. Yeah, I mean, clearly we can't keep these habits forever. So let's talk a little bit about fast fashion, because that is kind of how we got here, I feel like, with the unbelievable increase in the garments that are created. Fast fashion is cheap and low quality clothes for rapid production, cycled in the market quickly to meet new trends. So, and the reason that they're so cheap, which I'll let you speak to this, but it's basically it's slave and child labor and they don't pay for like the better quality and the better fabrics and all these things. And they're putting, the reason they're putting them out so quickly is that you have to keep on buying them. So like it used to be, you know, say four seasons or whatever. Now they're doing 52 micro collections per brand each year. Yeah. Does that I mean, sound like, like, does the number 52 like collections a year sound like legit to you? Yeah. I mean, I've never heard that. That's, that's a pretty wild number. Um, that's just, it's just constant turnaround. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's almost not even like it's like 52 seasons. It's just constant, like turn and burn of yeah. new designs. Yep. Right. Exactly. All right. So that's a new thing every week. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it started in the early 1990s when Spanish Apparel, who then it was Zara, which I didn't even consider Zara to be a fast fashion. I didn't even realize that. Um, but his mission was to take an idea from concept to being sold in stores in 15 days. Like from your perspective as a designer, is that like, does that sound impossible to you? 15 I mean, days? Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, but I mean, that's kind of like the, the nature, right? Like Brooks Brothers, they had like a guarantee for like made to measure suits to be like done in 10 days. So it's oh, like wow. get measured and you get a suit in 10 days. Right? Oh, wow. That's incredible. So, 
I mean, I not know. incredible for like thinking about. I mean, how is it made though? Like, is it cheaply made? I mean, Brooks Brothers are pretty good suits. They're not cheaply made. Um, but how do like, they do for, it so fast? Uh, they just have a lot of workers and they try to get the service as streamlined as possible and use software and stuff. The whole fast fashion like uh, push, like it makes sense because you're not really like spending a lot of time in the design world, like making a garment perfect. You're like, oh, we'll just use this shirt, but we'll right. add like some ruffles to it or some flair right. or change the silhouette slightly. And honestly, so we'll talk about this more, but the way that something fits really determines on how often you wear it. Fit is the most important thing. Yes. Um, so, and it's kind of like, if you have something that's trendy, but doesn't fit you properly, it's going to sit in your closet forever. And that's really, to me, the difference between buying something, even whether or not it's trendier or not, if if it doesn't fit you right, you're not going to wear it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like You get the impulse buys, right? Where like you see it, you really like it. So you just buy it. It doesn't really quite fit you. So you never wear it. And right. you just look at it for x amount of time then you just part with it every time you go to try to put it on you're like god i want to wear this but i i'm never going to so i have a pair of like they're probably from Shein. i got them on uh like a swap and mm -hmm. they're leather pants and i mean they weren't 85 dollars the ones that would fit me like a glove but they fit like almost good enough so like i've almost worn them 10 times but i've only actually worn them twice Whereas, like, if they if I actually spent like the good money on the good pleather pants, I probably would have worn them all those times, and they would have been well worth the eighty three dollars. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Especially if you start thinking about the price per wear, right? <laughs> if you have something that's going to last a while and it's a little more quality, it could be more. But eventually, doesn't your dog know you're doing a podcast? I just got her today. She's a she's my friend's foster. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, I didn't know you had to. And some of these brands currently are Zara, Zara, um, Uniqlo. I never heard of that one of you. Yeah, it's, uh, I think, Japanese. It could be Korean, but I think it's Japanese. Um, it's it's kind of like Old Navy. But oh, it's really, okay. they have really nice patterning. Um, so, like, their fit's really good. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I really like Uniqlo uh, stuff. And a lot back when I was making a lot more apparel, um, I would look for them for um, inspiration a little bit. Okay. Um, Forever 21, H&M, and Shein is, I think, probably the biggest one right now. So fast fashion has a significant environmental impact. Um, according to UN Environmental Program, the industry is the second biggest consumer of water and is responsible for about 10% of global carbon emissions, more than international flights and nautical shipping combined, which is insane to me. Um, unfortunately, the fast fashion problems are often overlooked by consumers. And so I've been saying since the beginning of the show, like, I always try to just like, use my money as my vote. Um, and so, you know, here's just some, some reasons. In 2013, an eight floor factory building housed for garment factories collapsed in uh, Dhaka, Bangladesh. 
1,134 workers were killed and 2,500 were injured. Um, you know, it's conditions like this that, and there's way, there's way other horrible things um, that are as far as the conditions of these people that they pay so little. Um, but it's like, we'll buy organic vegetables and be like, oh, well, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I get it, especially like as like kind of an environmentalist myself, but it's like, I guess like a lot of people pick and choose their battles, right? Because if you decide to like live like a 100% like sustainable life, it becomes so hard, right? Well, this so, show is here to help you make it easier, so. Yeah, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. And like, so like China, who was like the big outsourcer forever, they got so good at making stuff mm -hmm. that now they're more expensive. So that's why, like, if you look at um, a lot of fast fashion, it would be like Bangladesh or like Vietnam. Yeah. Or like Cambodia. Like, China's too good now. <laughs> oh my so, God. Like, I'm not sure where like Lululemon's made, but more premier um companies will use china because the quality is better wow right? so like fast fashion like i mean i'm sure you've been to forever 21 and you've seen garments that aren't like completely finished right so like they don't really care they're just pushing stuff out yeah so um consumption of fast fashion is projected to jump to 63 or jump up 63 percent by 2030 and so you know my hope is that after listening to the show that you know maybe you'll just at least take like a second thought about like the way that you purchase your clothes where you purchase them from um yeah so tell us that story that you told me about um the, the working conditions while we're kind of talking about that the international like the, working conditions like the boat yeah so this is crazy guys so i was told by uh, a fellow designer that they have this boat that will like ship uh sail from china to like the u.s and while it's being like during the voyage people are sitting in the in the ship sewing constantly like, right basically like work and sleep at their sewing machine and when they get to the u.s um that's when like the goods are finished so it's actually technically made in a so it's kind of, it's still like basically like slave labor but when that's once that boat enters u.s water and the garment's completed there then it's kind of like a loophole to say it's like made in america and then they'll just pick up stuff in the u.s more fabric whatever and yeah, it's pretty wild. And like, I, I learned about it when I was about to go work for like a very sketchy company. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm glad I didn't go to that company. But they knew yeah. the, the loopholes and the sketchiness themselves. That's horrible. 500,000 tons of microfibers are in the ocean each year, which is equivalent to 50 billion plastic bottles. And 60% of the clothes that we have are made from polyester. So they did stool samples and found microplastics in every single one. So basically, oh, this tells us that the food that we're eating is eating, or, you know, eating microplastics. Yeah, uh, and it's kind of crazy because, like, these microplastics, like the polyester, still kind of off gases. And it'll change, like, your hormones. Yeah. Um, and there's been studies about, like, just even wearing polyester 
uh, can change your hormones. Really? Yeah, there's like a study about like men that wear polyester uh, underwear have less testosterone. Oh, or, like, wow. Less sperm count and stuff. It's pretty nuts. Um, and then, so like wearing organic stuff like wools and cotton stuff, like you don't really get that nice stretch compression, right? So mm -hmm. it's always like a passive because I try to like personally buy and wear mostly organic uh, fabrics. Yeah. Uh, just because mostly because of the microplastics. But like if you want a nice good compression, like you're going to have, there's no tr like natural fiber. Is that choice. like the lift and separate? <laughs> yeah. Like like yoga like pant, any yoga pant or like, you know? Yeah. And like compression feels good. So you don't want to lose it, right? Yeah, like the, you mean like the snug, like the, the little hug. All right, so what are we going to do about this? Choose where you're buying your clothes from. But I personally very rarely buy things new. And I'm still like, I try to avoid some of these fast fashion brands. Um, but overall, it's like buy less, right? So the root of the problem lies in our excessive consumerism. We tend to think that buying new clothes will make us happy. We think like, oh, if I get this trendy thing, then I'll feel like I'm the it girl or the guy or whatever. Um, but a lot of times you're not going to feel that way. And there's a quote from Patagonia. I love Patagonia, by the way, um, that the most sustainable jacket you have is the one you already have in your closet, which is very true. Um, what do you think? What's what's a way that people can... I mean, so one of them is just like durability, right? If you're buying stuff that's less durable, you're going to have to keep replacing it. Buy like more quality stuff and yep. it'll last longer. Yeah. And like, I think like having quality clothes, right, is, I mean, I'm a designer and so like it's important to me. But like that's what you get compliments on, right? And right? if you're wearing something and you get complimented on it, you're going to wear it again and again and again. But yeah, so the first thing you can do is buy less. The second thing you can do is buy secondhand. You find some good shit in the Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, also like, okay, so when a new trend comes out, like, okay, you know the blazer? I think I, did I wear a blazer when we hung out one time? I think so. Like the black one? And that was the, that was a um a leather jacket, but I did get that also on thrift. But um, so the oversized blazers that are like so in right now, right? I, I mean, probably a little bit more last season than this season, but they're still in. So I'm like, okay, they have those at the Goodwill. Just go to the men's section. Like, if you think think about like the shape of the trend. <laughs> yeah. One of the cool things about fashion is that it's like a cycle, right? Mm -hmm. So about like every 30 years, uh, whatever was popular 30 years ago comes back into fashion. Is that what so, it is? 30 years? That's why it's like by the time you're old and you're like, shit. Yeah. I mean, I think it's speeding up a little bit more now. Yeah. Um, but like if you buy clothes from like Goodwill that are someone had forever and they finally donated you could like kind of beat the the fashion trend um mm -hmm. that's coming up just because you're buying clothes that are like 20 25 years old 30 years yeah. old and you'll be like put like as that trend's resurfacing you'll already own it. all right so buy secondhand rent swap uh i 
where I was before, they didn't have any swaps. And so you can um, have your own. I think having your own swap is actually even more fun than like going to a swap. Like I would, we would, exchange stories where did you get it you know sometimes there's a great story to how you got something and you like bring wine and all the things and then you swap with your friends um i think that's a great option um the next one is same what you were saying buy better quality and take care of your clothes like this is my biggest thing um you know if i get a nice pair of shoes or whatever they are i try to take really good care of my clothes so that they don't get a stain on it and then I have to buy another one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah one of the biggest like uh, degradations of clothes is the washer and dryer. Mm -hmm. right? So every time you do laundry. So if you could like push, uh, instead of like washing it every time you wear it, if you could like push it out, if it doesn't smell or whatever, and you can extend the, the time between washes. And then if you like wash more in the delicate, like I don't dry anything higher than low heat except maybe like bedding right so i put everything on low heat um so like... every show i do a, a simple confession so my simple confession i'm always like embarrassed to say my simple confession but i think that's probably why it's good i like don't really wash my clothes like i do when they need washing but like i don't just like wear clothes and wash them like I wear my clothes because majority of the time, like what did I do? I, I wore it out. It's not like I'm sweating in it or anything. Mm. And like, I just hang it back up in my closet or fold it and put it in the drawer. But like, I really like, I'll wear something a solid couple times before I wear, before I wash it. Like, unless I visibly got something on it, like jeans, I never wash. I mean, yeah, unless you get like stretched out. Some jeans, like, you have to wash because they get, like, they get stretched out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But they say you can put them in the freezer. Have you ever done that? Yeah, I mean, there's there's some stuff to that. It doesn't kill all the bacteria, but I'm sure it kills some, right? Supposedly, I don't know. I remember reading this article a long time ago. I was like, oh, I'm so trendy because I never washed my jeans. But it was like, you don't have to wash your jeans. You can put them in the freezer. I don't know. Yeah, so that's, that's big when it comes to, like, raw denim. Like, you never yeah. want to wash raw denim really that's, yeah so like um raw denim will like kind of naturally i forget but like wear to you uh -huh. so like instead of like having buying jeans that already like kind of distressed in spots or like lighter on the thighs the raw denim will get that look from your body and it's pretty cool so like but like once you wash it the dyes are gonna uh disperse and kind of ruin it and like you everyone's like seen the thing like don't wash like your red sock and your whites right because mm -hmm. everything's the dyes leach yeah um some fabric is pre like clothes that you get is like pre-washed or mm -hmm. sometimes even like the fabrics pre like washed and treated so it won't die before it's even sewn into clothing uh-huh but um, do you have any advice when you wash i hate this this is such a pet peeve of mine like just an example, like I had a, a shirt that's like essentially white and then it has like a pattern. It's all the same material, like it's one piece of fabric and it's got like blue, blah, 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 right? Like a pattern. And then I wash it and the white is now like slightly blue. Yeah. I mean, it depends. Like sometimes it's tough. I mean, OxyClean is pretty sweet. Uh, <laughs> but uh, 
You can always like hand wash, right? I mean, that's just more time. I, I don't put anything in the dryer. I don't put anything in the dryer. That's and when nice. I do put something in the dryer, I feel guilty. That's another really? simple confession, a confession that I have. Once I started line drying my clothes, I like get like, I don't know, earth. I, there must be a name for it. Like when you do something for, that's like sustainable and then you don't do it. Like I feel fucking guilty. more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, line drawing. I'm an asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I, I enjoy line drawing my clothes because it gives me a reason to go outside. Um, it, like, gives me some time just to, like, you, you know, you can't be on your phone when you're taking stuff from the line dry down. You know what I mean? And it makes me kind of feel, like, nostalgic. I kind of like seeing my clothes out on the line in the sun. I'm like... There's like an essence of being proud of like seeing your clothes. I don't know. It's weird. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, look, my clothes are so cute. Like, oh, what? That girl looks cute. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, line drawing is the best you could do, right? For the environment and for your clothes. Mm -hmm. um, and you get like that nice, nat like that scent. You don't, you don't have to put a bounce sheet in your dryer yeah. to get like the springtime scent. They're already like ironed. Like when you when you shake them out and put them on the line, like they're already yeah. like, and they all well, they have like a starch. I don't know. I I'm obsessed with line drawing my clothes. Yeah, um, I mean, it's unfortunately it's not reality for like a lot of people. Like if you live in a small apartment or whatever. I live in a very tiny apartment. <laughs> I have a little rack. But apparently, if outside to the dry well, clothes, sometimes right? I them outside, but not always. And I got that thing at the Goodwill too. Like it, uh. It's just like a rack and it's like this and then you pull the top up and it it's like a little smaller than it's probably three feet wide and it's very small yeah I, it's pretty cool like but i guess it all comes down to like for p people like effort right what's yeah. easier just taking a big ball and throw it in the dryer yeah or taking each one and moving it and Waiting. It's certainly simpler and it's certainly a little bit more time consuming, but I think you save time because then it takes half the time to fold it and then you don't have to iron it or seam it. So I don't mm -hmm. know. I could argue about that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people that like hang dry their clothes will never go back to a dryer. But like if you never I mean. got to that step, then you just don't know. Right. That's what I mean. That like once I went back, once I did that, I couldn't go back. I think I'm going to have to add a simple swap because. I had a different one, but that sounds like a good one. Um, okay. Do you have any, I have six tips for recognizing if the garments are well-made. Do you, um, do you want me to say mine? And then you tell me like you could go into them a little bit. Maybe it's look at the stitching, um, the pull test, like to pull the fabric, um, and see if it like how it goes back together. Um, thickness, the zipper, the buttons, and the fabric pattern. So stitching, what would you say to look for in stitching? Uh, just like there's no like skip stitches or whatever. Uh, oh, and okay. also like, like when, if you like pulled along the seam, uh -huh. right, you could see the stitches. And if, if it's, if the, the fabric's separating and you can see the stitches clearly, um, it was like a low tension stitch. So like it wasn't properly sewn to begin with. Oh, uh, Okay. But Which like skip stitches, kind of stuff apart. like that. Another like for quality is if if you see a lot of loose threads, that means like they're not 
taking the time to trim them properly. Uh-huh. So if they're not taking the time to do that, they're not taking the time to do a lot of other things. Uh, how about the pull test? Gently pull the fabric and release and check if it restores the shape. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like if you pull fabric and it stays pulled and warped, uh-huh. you just know, like, after you wear the shirt or, like, whatever, once, it's going to yeah. look completely different. Yeah. Thickness. Well, I think thickness isn't necessarily um, a thing. It all depends on your clothes, right? Sometimes you want, like, a two-ounce. Uh, yeah. Yeah, or, like, right? But if you get in jeans, obviously, like, the heavier the, the fabric, the more, <laughs> like, thread that is in it, there's going to be more higher quality. Right. Um, the zipper. What's a good zipper? I mean... YKK is kind of the standard. That's what it says. Yeah. So if it's not YKK, it's probably kind of junk. There's some really nice zippers, like from Italy. There's a company called Riri, and those zippers are beautiful. It's just so nice pulling them. Um, Ooh, the zippers. Oh, so nice. Each tooth is like individually polished, and it just like glides. It's amazing. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Talk zipper to me. Yeah, dude, this is beautiful. <laughs> um, okay, the buttons. What can we look for in a quality button? Uh, I don't really know the difference of buttons. I would only think of like how it's sewn. Mm. Right? So if it's if it's sewn in properly, you'll kind of have like thread wrapped around it on the backside, and it'll, it'll you won't lose it. So like okay. that's the only thing I can think of is if the button's sewn on the garment properly. And the last one says fabric pattern, which to me means like how it's matching up against like a fold or something like that. Yeah. So like, say you had like, uh, I guess for like menswear, like, uh, like a long sleeve shirt with a chest pocket uh-huh. and say it's like striped or whatever. And when you sewn it on, the stripes don't align, then, you know, they're just cutting and throwing stuff together. They're not yeah. taking the time. Like at Brooks Brothers, we spent a lot of time making sure, like, if someone got like a, a pinstripe suit or like, uh, like a tweed or whatever or a plaid, that every line matches up for every pocket, right? Oh wow! Okay. It's tougher because you have like the whole fabric, and you have to cut the fabric out in the right spots or the p- pattern pieces, so they all line up when you sew it. And cool. um, people that aren't doing that are also cutting corners, right? So. Uh-huh. Definitely. Um, don't throw out your clothes. Synthetic, non-biodegradable fiber piles up in the landfill. Um, so again, it's like, why are you throwing it out? Are you throwing it out because there's a stain on it? Is it because it's ripped? Um, if it's either one of those and it it is, you know, garbage, then I would say use one of those take back bags, um, which the link to that will be in the show notes and in the blog if, if you want to check out my blog. Um, but anything else, you know, it's really not garbage. And so then you can refer to my other episode about where it could go. Um, but you could also, if it's something worth reselling, you could sell it on Poshmark or Vinted or um, consign it at a local consignment. You could take it to a place like Plato's Closet. You could try to sell it on Facebook Marketplace. Um, Honestly, I think 
donating and gifting unwanted quality clothes is a wonderful gift. Um, you know, if, if it's something that you loved and you know a friend that it fits their style, you know, they're not going to care if it's worn. They could come over and borrow your clothes, raid your closet anytime. Like moms, think about your daughters or your friends that come in your closet. Like if they wanted to wear it or they liked it when it was on your body, like they're, they're probably going to want it. So, um, definitely you could do that. Yeah. There's some brands that do stuff like, um, smart wool. Uh-huh. Right. So like, I mean, I think they're the best socks, but you can send all your old socks back to them, if holes or whatever. And they what make if dog you don't have a mate? What? If you have un sock. You lost. One sock? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. All, and they make dog beds out of it. I love Which is that. pretty cool. I love that. Um, that's actually a brilliant idea. You could make your own dog bed with all the textiles that you don't want anymore. You're a genius. I didn't think of it, but uh, <laughs> it's it's cool to like repurpose uh, the fabrics in some other way, yes. even if they're like no longer fit to be like worn as clothes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the first thing when I was saying, like, why are you throwing it away? Like, newsflash, we can repair things. So like my bedspread is, it was a very expensive bedspread. And I had a dog, like a puppy come over my house and was like licking, licking, licking and like made a hole in it. But I was like, I'm not getting rid of my bedspread. So I just like repaired it. I put a little patch on it. Now it's got character. Buy clothes from sustainable brands. Um, there are a lot of them. And I will admit, other than like Patagonia, I hadn't really ever heard of any of the other brands. So I'm looking forward to checking some of those out. So that will also be in my show notes and on the blog. And the last thing is like, keep an eye out on, like we said, the way that you wash. The average household in Europe does almost 200 loads of laundry every year, consuming 15,000 liters of water. It also takes a lot of energy to heat the washing and run during the drying cycle. Um, and so, and a lot of those microplastics, um, that happens in the dryer as well. So, um, and the heat of the water as well. So like less heat is always good for energy purposes and for the microplastics, um, as well as less breakdown of the fabric of the clothes. Um, so, or just be like me and just like, don't wash your clothes. It's fine. I don't There stick. is this really cool, uh, like organic, like laundry, uh, soap. Yeah. Uh, it's these berries that grow on trees. They're actually called soap nuts. What? And you can throw like 10 berries and they'll, they'll create like suds and clean your clothes. Oh my and God. And they, they clean the clothes pretty good. They don't really get stains out too well, but I did like a massive like laundry study in college. And the soap nuts were pretty sweet. And it was the cheapest way to wash your clothes. And you could just leave the soap nuts. Well, yeah, I pretty cool. Brand. I didn't think they were like all natural berries. Yeah, yeah. And you could like leave the same bag of soap nuts in for like five or six washes or something. What? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, I need to look into that. So really quick though, your simple swap for the day. I think you just got to start line drying your clothes. I think that's your swap right there is instead of putting everything in the dryer, just start the line dry and you can either do like, I just have a, a rope that I got and I just tied it from one end to the tree to the other and made it real tight. Or you can use like the drying rack that I use when I don't either it's cold outside or it's like raining out or whatever. Um, that's what I use. You can also swap the like quick decision to buy something for like a moment of thought. 
And here's some of the questions that I ask myself. Um, do I need this? Do I support how it was made and who made it? Do I already have it? Am I buying it because society tells me to or because I truly like it, want it, need it? Is there a neighborhood or community swap coming up? If there's not, could I host one? Can I find it secondhand? Like when I wanted to buy that new blazer, I was like, hmm. Um, and I have a list of things that I am looking for um, to complete my capsule wardrobe, which we will talk about more next week. And like, if I, can I find it on Poshmark? Can I find it on Facebook Marketplace? Can I rent it from one of these other companies? Can I ask a friend if I can borrow it? Like if I, if I have a, an event coming up, instead of buying a dress, I'll just like ask somebody if I can borrow one. Um, if it's that trendy, odds are somebody else probably already fell for it and has to do. Um, will I wear this for a long period of time? Can I wear it with like multiple outfits or is this just like a one thing that goes with this one thing? Um, these are all reasons good or bad to purchase or not purchase something. So you can do all those. What do you, what do you think of that list? Do you have anything you want to add to that? No, I mean, I don't know. I think if you, I think it's, if you will actually wear it, right? Right. Cause like. I mean, everyone's bought clothes that they think is cool and they put it on and there's like, it doesn't actually work for me. Right? Yeah. thing that I learned this week, which you're not going to care about this. Actually, you might care about this. I don't know. I got to give you a little more credit. So I always <laughs> talk about frownies. Frownies are my favorite thing to delay my forehead wrinkles from being deep set into my head. Um, like I said, I got Botox for many years and I decided that I don't want to do that anymore. But I found out this week that not only are frownies like all natural and wonderful. And if you use code simple, you get 10% off and I get 10% too. But also I learned that they are recyclable and compostable. Guys, my favorite brand is like killing the game. So if you are wanting to try anything besides Botox, my commercial is always try frownies uh, <laughs> and then, you know, help me pay my bills. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what's next? The beer of the week is Sam Adams Gold Rush. And that is a non-alcoholic beer because I'm doing dry January. But let me tell you, if you follow me on TikTok, I did a little like taste test of it. It is pretty freaking good. It's crisp. It's light. It's refreshing. You know? Yeah. Those we non-alcoholic beers beer. have come a long way. They're good now. Okay. So basically what you want to do to simplify your closet is go back to the clutter episode, but you're going to apply this specifically to your clothes. So that means number one, step number one, you're going to take all of your clothes out of your drawers, out of your closet, out of every place that you have clothes, all of them and put them all together. That's step number one. And, you know, you might be extremely shocked by the fact that you have a lot more clothes than you thought. Then you're going to put them into categories, right? So all your t-shirts, all your sweatshirts, all your sweaters, all your socks, all your jeans, all your sweatpants, put all the, or the things in all one category. And then one at a time, what I do is I say, does this bring me joy? And I don't spend any more than like three seconds thinking about it. And it's yes, no, or maybe. Yes, no, maybe. And if it's yes, it's yes. And if it's no, it's no. And if it's maybe, then it's maybe. And all of those answers are perfect. 
but that's all you have to do. Yes, no, maybe. And then um, you're going to go to all your yeses and you're going to start to see like, you know, patterns of like, like, like you're going to realize what your style is. So that's where we're going to start with next episode of how we're going to put together our, I mean, you can call it a capsule wardrobe. We're just going to call it simplifying your closet because I don't like to put myself in boxes like that. Um, we're going to talk about a lot more of that next, next week. Um, but that is how I'm going to give you your homework to simplify your closet. Just go through all your clothes. If it don't bring you joy, you don't got to keep it. Thank the thing for whatever it is. Thank you for, for whatever it did for you, whether it was a trendy impulse purchase or maybe it fit you for a long time and it just doesn't anymore and, you know, just move on. And I do have a, a couple of jokes. All right. So I get so frustrated when I try to organize my wardrobe. I might need some hanger management. <laughs> no, not funny. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a dad joke. I just crack myself up. All right. So I went shopping to find camo pants, but unfortunately, I simply couldn't find any. Classic. <laughs> All right. Last one. What do you call a sweater that has blown away in the wind? I don't know. Party gone. <laughs> That's a good one. Thanks for having me on. It was fun. You're very welcome. I'm so grateful <laughs> for your time. Thank you so much for joining us and bringing us all the knowledge. Um, super cool what you do, by the way. Like, thank you for keeping all of our warriors to keep us free, safe. Um, that's really awesome. Thanks. Yeah, that's, that's a great job. Um, all right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I am so grateful each and every one of you, please, uh, listen next week for the rest of this series and let's simplify our closet and get rid of some of this waste and microplastics in our oceans. Um, thank you all so much. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Simply Be Sustainable. If you liked what you heard, do me a favor and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Tag me and share things you learned, like or don't, on Instagram at simp.lee.be or check out my website at simplybe.world to read my blog, try my own recipes, or join my Facebook group. Remember, alone, we can do a little, but together, we simply do more. New shows drop every Thursday at 8 p.m. See you next time.